I mean, come on, let's just face it. You, you when you hear a Slayer record, um, mm-hmm. you kind of know what you're going to get. It's not like they're going to yeah. be like, you know, like they're not going to do like a, like a, a modular synth record or anything, you know, usually not. Yeah. yeah. Usually yeah. not. They might do uh, a, a new metal record though. <laughs> they, they might, they just might. And uh, when they do, it sucks. Yeah, it's just not that good. <laughs> Leave the new metal music to the new metalers. Yeah. Don't try to teach an old metal new metal tricks. That's what I say. Yeah, exactly. Leave the old metalers to do that, uh, wallow in their own, uh, old, well, mm-hmm. old metal. <laughs> yeah. Let them metal in, in, in. Whispers, the AA, uh, excuse me, AI teller of truth, the oh, artificial shit. intelligence teller of truth. Wow. I have been working on a robot, Eric. Okay. And his name is Mr. Whispers. And okay. so I know we've had this concern before about uh, talking about disinformation on this show, uh, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. misinformation. There's a lot of non truth telling that happens on this show. So yeah, what I was thinking is we could hire a robot okay. um, to whisper the truth every time we t- say something that isn't true. Okay. And so yeah, I, I, like wanted to tr- I wanted to try Mr. Whispers out okay. today on the okay. show right mm-hmm. now. Okay. At this very moment. Okay. Okay. So <clears throat> let me um, turn on Mr. Whispers here. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Bing, bing. Oh, and that's the noise it makes. Sorry. Uh, hello, Mr. Whispers. How are you? I'm doing good. Um, so, uh, Metallica St. Anger is the best album in the world. What's wrong with this thing? Oh my gosh. Mr. Whispers. Uh, he's, he's exploding. (laughs) Wow. Well, sorry about that, Eric. Um, I got some bugs to work out. Uh, maybe another time I'll bring Mr. Whispers on. Wow. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> sorry. He, he exploded with uh disinformation. I don't know. Something oh, I thought yeah. he exploded because we talked about Metallica again. <laughs> well, yeah, but I don't know. He, he responded with, you know, you can't respond to disinformation with more disinformation. True. And that is exactly what Mr. Whispers was doing. Yeah, you can't respond before you spawned. Yeah. What a sad thing. Wow. Uh, I'm I'm sorry to waste everyone's time. Uh let let's move on. I liked uh, it. It was cool. Good idea. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Mr. Whispers we should have a fact checker on the show. Yeah, we'll we'll bring Mr. Whispers. Yeah, or we could just stop lying to people. <laughs> Well, yeah, but you know, that's no fun. That's true. That's I like true. to I like to tell people the non-truth every once in a while, you know, uh, sometimes every once in a while they come up with a big whopper of a fact and I'm just like, "Ah, yes. I'm going to hit you back with a lie." Wow. Yeah. And I see, yeah, this is a classic riddle. Mm-hmm. Dan speaks in only lies and I speak in only truths. <laughs> Right, right. And so, like, that's that's basically what Mr. Whispers was for, is to keep me in check, you know? Ah, <laughs> oh, man. But uh, anyway, what else is new in the world, Eric? Mr. Bungle played My Asses on Fire live. Are you serious? Yeah, it's pretty cool, right? Wow, yeah. So uh, like I wonder... One of the best songs on the, on the first record. On the first record, yes. Yeah. I, I would agree with that. I wonder if they're planning on uh, bringing out some more old classics. I don't though. know. If they do, I might try to see them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, the, qu- the real question is, are they going to mm-hmm. keep it just songs from the first album? Or yeah. are they actually going to bring out anything from California or Disco Volante? I don't know. They will... Mm-hmm. We'll just have to wait and see. 
And the other thing is, is I wonder how their, uh, I guess my ass is on fire. Didn't really have a lot of other instrumentation in it, you know, like, did it? I mean, it basically, I think they was... could have re- done a new arrangement with the instruments they had for with just the guitar Easter and bunny. bass. Yeah. Yeah. I sure. think so. Hmm. Okay. Well, cause it would be really difficult for some of those songs on disco. Like, could you imagine? Oh, Mr. Bungle played violins at Domestica for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> since yeah, they would have a lot. Never. Yeah, since never. Because <laughs> I'm assuming they never did that one live. But then again, I don't know. Yeah, I really wish I remembered seeing them. <laughs> it, well, that'd be cool. Was that the only um, the time at games you're talking about? Yeah, when uh, 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 sorry, when enemy Chuck. Uh, uh-huh. Wore a robot outfit and then also peed in his pants. You know, it's possible that enemy Chuck <laughs> infiltrated the robot. Wait, what? Yeah. Well, he, he hacked our codes. You think maybe he hacked the robot too? I think he's whacked his pud. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like me to ask him if he whacked his putt, Eric? <laughs> no, I know the wait. Right now? Well, <clears throat> I mean, I could call him. Oh no, that's fine. That's but not. no, I was just talking about if I talk to him later or something, I'll Oof. just be like, "Hey, Eric wants to know." No, I he know whacked... he whacks his putt. Oh, okay, all right. I know so he's just, a pud whacker. So just so everyone knows, he's a pud whacker. Yeah, he's a code stealer. <laughs> code stealing son of a bitch. He's a pud stealer. Pud stealer, code stealer, code whacker. Yeah, robot controller. Hacker whacker, robot smacker. Hacker, hacker whacker, robot smacker. Oh, (laughs) man, do I feel just, I feel like I just rose up and Uh, gone to heaven. I feel like chicken tonight. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. (laughs) I mean, Uh, I feel like a chicken. Oh, you feel like a chicken. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you'd be getting one of those. uh, You'd probably be getting one of those plant-based chickens if you were having chicken tonight, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I like them. Yeah. I like all of them. The plant-based chicken nuggets. I just gobble them up like a turkey. (laughs) Yeah. You you go for a different kernel, a green one. Uh, kernel. Yeah. you, You know that KFC actually did come out with plant-based chicken at one point yeah i heard about it but Mm -hmm. then when i called (laughs) that's how responsible i am i called (laughs) yeah they were like uh no and i was like (laughs) all right cool they just like (laughs) talk to you never that's what i said they actually changed one location to have green instead of red right which is Mm -hmm. nasty i mean I get it. It's like plants or whatever, but any any element of fried chicken that is green is bad. Like it's it's not good. Yeah, it's there's nothing <laughs> nothing appealing about it. But if it's got red, yeah. I'm all for it. Well, I mean, yeah, it's bloody. It could be pink or yeah. red or yeah, red yeah, 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 or brown. That... <laughs> any of those colors. It could be any color except green. Literally. Any of those, any of those uh, natural chicken colors, and different types of breading too. They have like mm-hmm. you know, like fluorescent breading. You know, like fluorescent pink breading. Oh, you know, like taki breading would be pretty good. Yeah, you mean like takis? The uh, yeah, the spicy things. Like, yeah, they're the mm. best. There was they're my, they're my fave. I yeah, all the time. Every Friday, I get Every, a bag. <laughs> you get a bag of, do you have one right now? You know, I still have to go to the store after we're done recording. <laughs> <laughs> what flavor do you like? What? Uh... Uh, you know, I'll take just about anything. I like Nitro, Fuego, Blue Heat, any of the hot ones. You know, they're good. They're, there was a Lil Xan a, a few years ago. You know Lil Xan? Yeah. <laughs> uh, didn't he go, he ended up in the hospital because he ate too many, it was either Takis or it was Flaming Hot Cheetos. I don't remember which one. <laughs> so somebody named after Xanax went to the hospital for eating tortilla chips. Yeah, eating, eating. Well, if it was, if it was, um, <laughs> if it was he's that, had a snack overdose. <laughs> right. Yeah. 
<laughs> we we also found a bunch of illicit drugs in his system, but whatever. Time he to go. died from talkies. Time to go to rehab, son. Yeah. Um, no, if it was Cheetos, though, it was Cheetos. Because I don't know what I don't even know the category that Cheetos fits in anymore. I think but, corn corn snack. <laughs> yeah, corn snack. There you go. Corn snack with like some sort of fluorescent. Ah, I love the word fluorescent tonight. Uh, I'm I'm gonna try and think of another word. Um, radioactive cheese dust. Oh man, that was yeah. my nickname in high school, actually. <laughs> hey, what's up, radioactive <laughs> cheese dust? Well. I think we still talk about music on this show. Oh boy, this is a a really really um interesting uh three records that we got going on here. Yeah, it's really funny how I think we just kind of uh, uh taste-wise or like our picks for whatever reason they swing real hard in in really specific directions all at once. Like, yeah, it seems like it. So like all the the three records we're going to talk about today all are fundamentally very similar. They are. And yes. not only that, but very dissimilar than a lot of the stuff we've been covering lately. So that's weird that we just kind of found all those things at the same moment. But right. Anyway. But I also I also think there's some also very uh, distinct differences between them as that's well. That's for sure. But yes. I do think that definitely fundamentally, you could say that they're – I, I think everybody who would like one of these records would like all three records. Yeah. Basically. I think so too. Absolutely. And if you don't like one of them, you still might like the other two. Exactly. But if you don't like two of them, you probably won't like the third one. Yeah. That's right. You should listen to it one. anyway to find yeah, out. Yeah. Listen, so, let's do it anyway. Yeah, yeah. Listen to all three of them. And if you don't like them, then I, I, I don't know. I guess you wasted your time. <laughs> Yeah, and we apologize for it. Uh, maybe I'll just have to, uh, you know, uh, see if that robot could uh, jump in oh, and help us. Oh boy, that robot! <laughs> that robot. I'm I'm yeah. gonna blame it all on Chuck. So fine but, with uh, me. Yeah. I, Even if he didn't do that, he did something. He did something. I mean, yep. we all know it. He's yeah. the worst. So <laughs> let's let's get into these dang records. All right, let's um, get into the damn right. records. Come on, everybody, it's record time. All right, so uh, my pick for this week is from a French trio called Mule, but when I looked up how to properly pronunciate, or pr pronunciate, pronounce, <laughs> like yeah. pronunciate, uh, to properly pronounce, <laughs> it was like yeah. Mule, oh. Mule. So, you know, yeah, but, this, but this I, album by Mule. Yeah, yeah, but it's like, um, yeah, I, like I don't know how to speak French, you know what I mean? So it's kind of like in a French sort of way, I guess, or something. But anyway, nonetheless, mm -hmm. um, they're they're from France. Now, what's confusing is if you go to their band camp, it states that the uh, states Tulsa, Oklahoma. So huh. I don't Weird. know what what's going on there. I don't know if maybe they relocated mm. okay. to Tulsa or maybe. I don't know. Maybe they have ties in Tulsa for some reason. I, who knows? Um, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so the members of this group are Valentine Peddler on guitar and synth, Leo Capes, or maybe it's Capes on drums, and Doris Biayenda on drums. And what's really cool about this is I came across this just randomly um, on KEXP um, and it just fell into my algorithm and uh, I watched a the whole live performance of them and was instantly blown away. Um, hmm. It consists of two drummers. Now, this is their live performance. This is their live setup. Two drummers face each other um, and they are sitting in front of a modular synth with a guitar player who is standing behind and operating the synth and playing the guitar. He mostly seems to be focusing on the synth, but once in a while he'll, um, you know, play a lick on the guitar or just start playing a riff on the guitar. So the album consists of basically it consists of a total of five tracks, two Two of the tracks are split up into two parts. So uh, No Couch Yet is what starts it. Um, and then, then uh, there's a track called Vacuum, 
which is track three, which doesn't have a second part. And then the name of the record. And again, I'm probably going to mispronounce this as well. Bio red. Um, do you know if that's, if I'm saying that right, Eric, by any chance? Yeah, maybe Bo. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. yeah my, Bo red's, Bo red's easier to say. There you go. So I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Bo red actually. So vacuum is the third track and, uh, Bo Red is uh, tracks four and five, part one and two of those, if that makes any sense. So mm-hmm. this record starts out very synthy, um, and that's with uh, No Couch at part one. Um, to me, sounds very Krautrockish. There's a, you know, just modular synth patterns, uh, the backdrop of the uh, percussions, that's kind that's kind of what the the whole thing is with like part one is it pretty much is just like a very synthy uh you know you can tell that they're using a modular synth providing patterns on the synth uh but then it speeds up during the second part of no couchette the best way that i can describe it is it sounds like a spy movie theme (laughs) you know sort of like that's Hmm. that's how i kind of process it anyway but then on the third track, all of a sudden, it changes into something almost entirely different. Um, it's the first track that has vocals, and all of a sudden, you're you're listening to a pretty dirty, fuzzy sounding guitar and vocals that is really reminiscent of like '90s indie fuzzy stuff. Like the guitars on this almost sound like the heavier side of like pavement or something. Um, but synths still definitely play a big part in that song as well. Um, this is going to sound really weird, but the vocals on this song really remind me of Meat Puppets. Mm-hmm. It's really got that 90s sort of thing going on. Uh, the structure is insane. It's like a seven minute long song and it it really just goes to a lot of different places. And then after that, um, you go into the two parts of Bo Red. Uh, the first part is a really short modular synth pattern, like just instrumental. There's some noise in the background. I could, I could compare it to maybe something from John Carpenter um, or even like uh, Center Friends, who we uh, just reviewed recently. In part two of Bo Red, it then goes into pretty much just a full-on, almost like new wavy jam. Um, and there's vocals again. The vocals are a little bit different in that part of the album. The record just goes a lot of different places. It's very controlled, I think. The performances are absolutely stellar. I mean, my favorite track on it is the whole is the whole damn album. All like, you know, I just in, in my review, I listed off all of the tracks and their names. It literally, like, I, I can't pick a favorite part because it's such an interesting listen. And it really, for me, it just really kept me on my toes. Um, yeah, the whole thing uh, is just incredible as far as I'm concerned. Uh, as far as things that it reminded me of, um, Wall of Voodoo was a big one. Uh, for mm-hmm. me, the uh, Possum Dixon, um, I would say um, maybe a little bit of Devo uh, or the Pulsars. I would say Beak. I would say a little bit of Trans Am, um, Can, even Haploid, um, you know, our Des Moines friends. Mm-hmm. But the one group that it also really reminded me of a lot was King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Hmm. Uh, a lot, actually. Certain albums by king gizzard though because the one thing about king gizzard is they put out like i don't know seventeen thousand albums a year or something (laughs) and um that every one of them sounds completely different i mean they've done everything uh from spaghetti western to post-punk to kraut rock everything so certain albums by king gizzard i i don't think that it would be um you know i don't think it would be crazy to say that if you're a fan of king gizzard you'd also really appreciate uh Mule. i was really surprised by this and it just it, it was just brought to my attention just from a random click uh, you know sometimes i think about when i discover stuff like this 
uh, what would have happened if I would have just passed by it? But something about it, the, I guess the algorithm just spoke to me and I was like, huh, for some reason, I just feel like I need to check this band out. What'd you think about America? I, I really liked it, but, uh, I have to admit something. So I, um, accidentally listened to the album called me. Mule oh, the self-titled album. Yeah. So, okay. but I did listen to listen to Bo Red today as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it seems like they would be really similar, but they're kind of not. Uh, so, yes. Absolutely. I will review the Bo Red EP real quick, but then I kind of want to talk about the other one too, just a sure. little bit. So, sure. I would say overall, I would call it fun but edgy electronic rock. You know, I think it just is, uh, it's upbeat and, um, it, but it still takes some time, you know, it, 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 there are sort of these long sprawling parts that are happening and then being broken up into other parts is reminiscent of Krautrock, uh, especially kind of like, uh, uh, craft work. A lot of times they'll have a part one and part two of songs and things like that. But yeah, it has a really cool synth sound overall. You can tell that there's live instruments happening as well. It gives it a certain energy that I I personally and I you know I love synthesizers and I love programming and sequencing. But a lot of times you just can't get that kind of same energy out of machines. I don't think personally. But anyway, so for the 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 EP the the bow red one. It had a really different feel, especially the track Vacuum. It had way more of a punky feel to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think overall, this did kind of venture into that kraut rock, almost uh, psychedelic, if not jammy area, you know? And I think it was really cool, and I liked it a lot. But with that being said, the other the full length album self-titled one blown away by it so mm-hmm. so i just want to say a couple words about that too if that's okay um yeah that's fine but yeah i what i really liked about it was uh again it's really fun but edgy it's not poppy in a, in that sense it's not super uh accessible you know they're not uh trying to produce really nice sounds for your ears you know but it is really fun um and there's like it's kind of rare for a group to have this level of a commitment to not only synths but also having fun like a lot of times i think synth music can kind of uh i don't know kind of let the machines do the work a little bit and that gets a little boring in my opinion and this is nothing like that this is definitely uh, some people playing music in a real rock setting, but with a ton of electronics. Uh, that one also has a lot more vocals on it. Uh-huh. And I really like the vocals. Um, there's a lot of like subtle processing. And there's some really overt processing too, but really cool. Um, so these two together, I, I personally think that listening to both of them is a super smart idea. And mm-hmm you know, what do you got to lose? It's really fun stuff. It's really good. But the things that I would compare it to are sort of based on the combination of those two recordings. So like I already said, the kraut rock aspect of it, like uh, Noi or Kraftwerk or whatever, uh, but also a lot of Trans Am, like mm-hmm. a lot, a lot of Trans Am. Uh, it reminded me a lot of this band Gone, who, G-A-A-N, who I think is, they're out of Chicago. Um, they came through Iowa, I don't know, 10 years ago or something. Um, uh, a little bit like placebo, if you remember those guys. Yeah. Uh, as far as the approach to rock music and electronic music and the merging of the two. And the next one is the one that really reminded me of the most. And it's funny that you said these guys are from France because there's another band called Nodal who pretended to be from France. Mm. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Yeah. Anyway, it reminded me a lot of Nodal, uh, who are awesome. Yeah, uh, that's true. Anyway, 
let's just start conspiracies. We'll have Mr. Whispers uh, look into it for us. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I really liked it. But I would say if for whatever reason, the EP, you're not feeling it, try the other record too, because they are really different and they're really cool. So. Another th- another thing, because I listened to both albums as well. Uh-huh. And actually, it's, it's funny because I struggled with which one I wanted to mm-hmm. pick. Uh, for us to review. So I'm actually glad that you made that, that, that you made that error and listened nice. to both um, yeah. because I really liked the other one as well. And I don't know which one I like better uh, mm-hmm. or if I probably like both of them the same, honestly, but one of the things that I think also on the self-titled full length is that it seems to me like the percussion was a little, had a little more of a, um, tribal element to it on the mm-hmm. self-titled one uh do you think that that would be fair to say like was i kind of i i almost i i don't know i think the percussion had a it had kind of a different feel to me a little bit yeah um, it was definitely like more um it was a little more tom heavy and it was uh yeah yeah i think it had those rhythmic elements to it yeah, I, I think I don't was, think they're I, as obvious on the other on the EP. No, I think yeah. I think the drums, the drumming was actually a lot more straightforward on the EP. Mm-hmm. Like it, that's that's kind of how I I'm gonna have to go back and listen to it again. But yeah, that's um dude, I never thought of Nodal. Nodal is so, <laughs> so true. God, what a great band. Yeah. So yeah. are you are you suggesting mm-hmm. that there might be a possibility these Mule guys <laughs> might be nodal. Well, no, uh, not necessarily, but maybe they're big fans of them, so they're pretending to be from France too. I don't know. What yeah. if they were? What if they were French, but they're pretending to be from Tulsa? That'd be weird. <laughs> yeah, that would make no sense. <laughs> like, like they play in France. First of like, all, you can't pretend to be from Oklahoma because everyone in Oklahoma knows each other. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. But could you imagine in France, we're from Tulsa, Oklahoma? <laughs> like, yeah. It's good. Hmm, maybe. <laughs> well, I, I will say this, though. It does appear that they probably are from actually from france because Uh if you look at their tour dates it's all in france there we go so i mean that kind of confirms it so maybe they're pretending to be from tulsa oklahoma yeah strange like there could be like a uh like a band from tulsa they really like Hmm. yeah it could be they're huge flaming lips fans or something Mm -hmm. i don't know one flaming lips from tulsa they were from oklahoma weren't they yeah, from Oklahoma, I think. Yeah, that was it Tulsa right. there? Was it Tulsa they were from, or was don't it? Oh no, might be Oklahoma sure. City. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, folks, if you know where the Flaming Lips are from, because <laughs> well, we don't feel like googling it, just let us are, know. <laughs> we are going to tag you, Mel. So maybe you could let us in on the secret. Oh yeah, it's probably just like a clerical error. Yeah, yeah. They're like, Who oh, we, we clicked on the wrong place on Bandcamp. <laughs> <laughs> Tulsa, Oklahoma. Or maybe yeah, there's no. a Tulsa, Oklahoma in France. You know, I think you're right. <laughs> I've heard of Tulsa, Oklahoma, France. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, but I've heard of Paris, Texas. Hmm. Oh. It gets deeper. Yeah. This is a the rabbit bullshit hole. gets deeper. This is a rabbit hole worth exploring. This is a shithole worth exploring. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, all right, Mr. Whispers. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. I'm not going to take no. it. I'm not, I'm going to, I'm not going to take time away from your pick, Eric. My pick. Your yeah, pick. it's good. I it is very it. good. Very good. The, the, the project is called crime of passing and it's a self-titled release. Uh, came out in 2022 these folks are from Cincinnati, Ohio. I don't know if that's local, but it's it's not far away. Ohio's cool. I don't know who all is in the band. Uh, Andy Lumen is the singer's name. Um, yeah, they don't have a lot of other things listed. I'm not sure. But there are five people in the band. This is cool. This is really a cool record. I, I listened to it. I've been listening to it for a few weeks, actually, and I finally 
got the chance to talk about it. So uh, it's very moody, very dark, totally uninhibited goth pop rock. That's it. It is goth, purebred goth. I don't know how else to say it. But yeah, they do it really well. They have a just a really cool attitude. Somehow it's apathetic and serious, but also kind of urgent. And I don't want to say aggressive, but it's got some teeth. Uh, it's everything you want out of this kind of music, out of like kind of um, what would you call it? Like indie college goth stuff, uh, swirling noisy guitars uh the bass has big chorus on it you know really gated drums that sound almost electronic but you know they're not it just gets everything right the sound of it is super cool the difference to me though is it kind of has this driving element to it a lot of times it's the bass um and the drums or just the drums and it has a little bit of a swing to it at times that makes it so it's not like boring or depressing like some of some goth music can sort of be i I hate saying goth because it seems so like not specific but once you hear it you'll you'll agree that this is goth music but it's super engaging and cool and just every song i i just wanted to kind of stay there and they're not in a hurry to get through it either so it kind of works out this is one of those things that's just like so perfectly what it is they nail every aspect of it the vocals uh have a really like uh deadpan delivery but at the same time have an energy and a strong vocal yeah i i can't say much more about it than that i i wish i could but it's just it's so perfectly if you like this style of music you will adore this the biggest one that it reminded me of the biggest other group or whatever um, is one that a lot of people don't really talk about, which, and I don't even know how to say it because um, I've never talked to anyone else about it, but they're called Ex Mal Deutschland. It's it's just like kind of a classic goth group. Susie and the Banshees, for sure. A little bit of suicide. A lot of the cure, like faith, pornography era cure. Yeah, I would say uh, maybe a little bit of New Order, uh, too. But yeah, it's right along those lines, and it's done perfectly, and it's a super cool, moody record, and I I just loved it. What'd you think, Dan? Yeah, I thought it was very cool. Very, very cool. Um, The production on it is very, very dense. Like, the recording Mm -hmm. has this thing where everything is kind of buried, almost except for the bass, but not not to to a fault or anything. It's I don't know. It's it, but you can still hear the stuff, hear everything. You can still hear the vocals. You can still hear the, as you described them, swirling guitars, and the drums. And I think you described that perfectly, Eric. Um, very gated drums that almost sound like they're a drum machine. There's also a, a synth player in this, I believe. So yeah. you definitely hear some synth stuff. Gothic, one hundred percent. Like the music is very yeah it's very urgent um and at times it kind of feels like there's going to be a build-up coming onto something maybe heavier but it doesn't quite always get there yet it's still intense i I don't know i can't really explain it like i feel like Mm -hmm. the music itself is kind of just i don't know pleasant like it's got this pleasant element to it, yet it's also very like, as you said, moody and hmm. kind of just brooding. Like it has this sort of darkness to it. Um, yeah, the music is very driven by the bass. Um, I think. I mean, it, there's but there's a lot of textures overlapping with the guitar in the synth, and the vocals are really cool. I'm guessing that there's like some uh, vocal effects being used. Uh, whether that's reverb or delay or both. I also think that the vocalist does this really cool sort of almost like spoken word yelling element mm-hmm. that in my in my mind makes it very post-punkish at times as well. 
So like gothic, post-punk, you know, those yeah. two those two types of things are not really that far from each other anyway. But yeah, I, there there were times where I I seriously did not know if I was listening to a a drum machine um a synthesizer or a real drum set <laughs> like mm-hmm. you know yeah. it was really there, there's something quite unique about their take on it um the vocalist at times uh actually reminded didn't always remind me of like a gothic singer as much as like just like a punk singer you know yeah. like mm-hmm. that was kind of the representative of like the backdrop of this like gothic moody music kind of so in that sense i kind of heard some like i don't know x-ray specs or even like yeah 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 is kind of going on yeah um even bikini kill stuff like that but then like the music itself uh the one band that i really thought of was bauhaus so my favorite track on here is i think it's track number five it's called hunting knife Mm-hmm. And the bass part on that is just amazing. It just yeah blows my mind. I I also really liked World on Fire and Damrak. Uh, I mean, but the whole thing is just it's really fantastic. Now this this might be kind of a little bit of a bizarre stretch, but I also feel like there was kind of a um, it, with the bass line being sort of the driving force of a lot of the songs it seems Mm -hmm. there was also kind of an element of like not in a bad way at all because i actually like music that does this but like almost like a repetitiveness to it Mm -hmm. like and so one band that it also strangely reminded me of in terms of maybe the songs themselves definitely not the vocals or the delivery but the way the songs were kind of structured was lungfish in a weird sort of way, just kind of the way that it was presented as sort of um, the baseline being like this repetitive thing that, but there was also other things going on with the other instruments. It just something about that just sort of in my mind, but that being said, lungfish is a completely different band than this as well. I was just thinking of like the way the song structure is in my mind, or just maybe the sure. overall idea of how they put things together. Yeah. That's a There's good a point. Lot. Yeah. Because it does, it, that is the element of it that kind of transcends goth and goes into the post punk part of it. Like right. the term I already I'll always use is a uh, motoric, which means it's just a driving repetitive kind of thing. It doesn't mean it's boring or repetitive. It means it's just driving on this rhythm or whatever. And uh, but groups like Tuxedo Moon or whatever, are, mm-hmm. or even some of the Krautrock stuff does that exact thing. Absolutely. So I think or, that's a really cool thing to, to or, point out. Or yeah. even Bauhaus does that. Right, for sure. Um, yep. And so it's, it's really like, um, that's something that I always like because I feel like there's a lot of space in those type of, mm-hmm. those types of bands. There's always like room to do, different things while the while the bass part is laying down and it usually is the bass if not mm-hmm. maybe a synth or something like that but like that'll kind of drive the song which that is 100 happening in this band mm-hmm. like it's a very bass driven band and um but then it, it kind of opens up the guitar to do like some of these interesting chords or something like chord choices and the synthesizer and, and, you know, then the vocals. And that's one of the things that I, I like about lungfish also. And this, this is why I would compare them uh, to them as far as presentation goes is um, again, it kind of feels like there's a buildup and that, that in itself is intense. Mm-hmm. You, you think, I don't know, there were times where I was like, okay, are they going to build up to something else? But it doesn't really, it never really goes there. You know what I mean? It just kind of, but that in itself is an intense thing. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you're kind of just, it's almost like sitting on the edge of your seat. And then it's like, okay, that didn't actually happen the way that I thought it was going to, but instead they gave me something much more interesting than what I thought it was going to be. For sure. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, and, yeah. And I feel like bands like this do that very well. I mean, there are some bands that do it not very well, but I think crime of passing is 
certainly one of them that does it very well. I think it's very yeah. effective here. Nice. That's a cool record. All right. So I guess we can talk about the local pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sounds good. Sounds good. Okay. So I am not sure how I happened upon this project, uh, but I did. And I think it's cool. It's called FKA Climate. Uh, the record's called An Earnest Youth. It came out you know, last year. It's uh, by an artist named Travis Austin out of Bettendorf, Iowa. Um, and I don't really know Travis Austin at all. He does thank a number of people on the credits, and one of them is Steve Mall, who we had on the show. So mm-hmm. there's a chance we've been around each other or whatever. But anyway, I'm going to, I was going into this kind of blind. I didn't know this project. It says also that it was recorded using a preamp, a condenser mic, a guitar, a bass, a MIDI controller, and GarageBand, which I only mention that because the sound of this recording is really cool. And it's really uh, dense. It sounds really nice. And I love that he put in there, in these credits, how it was made. Because I wouldn't have guessed all this was done you know, basically at home with a mic, a guitar, and a bass. Uh, It sounds really amazing and really, I don't want to oversell it, but almost breathtaking at moments, for real. Overall, it's a, I don't know, kind of like a modern indie pop, is how I would say it, with moments of, like, punk influence. Yeah, I think the big star of this recording is... Travis's voice. It's really cool. It's an amazing voice. He has that sound sort of like, I don't know how to explain it. It's like a baritone kind of enunciation and timbre, but the notes are high. Like examples of that might be like Tears for Fears or something, you know, like kind of an 80s sound, kind of operatic at moments. Uh, but yeah, has a nice, rich tone to it, but um, uh, is not really a baritone or bass sound. So it, it has a tenderness, kind of like, um, I don't know, like bright eyes or something, the vocals. But yeah, like I said, it's full and just really pretty. Uh, a lot of layered harmonies. Uh, and they're not even a show a show-offy thing. It's like they are support for the rest of the song and and you'll just hear glimpses of these like multi-part beautiful vocal harmonies um it's really cool the whole recording opens with um uh acapella part that's really reminiscent to me of uh the track our prayer by the beach boys uh which opens uh smile or at least was supposed to open smile uh but it has a really similar sound uh to that Overall, the music, like there's elements of electronic, like a lot of elements of electronic, actually. College rock to a degree, sort of indie, you know, Uh, and then very specifically modern indie pop, I think. But yeah, the thing that really struck me about this was that it really is uplifting. Like, I am such a cynical ass when it comes to music like it's hard for me to accept when things are sound positive and they sound uplifting like usually i'm just like ah that doesn't do it for me like i don't you know just because like i said i'm cynical but this is truly uplifting just really awesome songs really cool arrangements great performances on all the instruments i was really really blown away by it that uplifting element that I spoke of, there was one thing very specifically that it reminded me of, and that was Perfume Genius. And um, I mean, anyone who listened to my review of Perfume Genius know I know that I like almost started crying because I loved it so much. But um, I would say that this is in the same realm, like that level of just beauty and um, being just a really enjoyable thing to hear. Um, other things, like I don't listen to The weekend very much, but what I've heard, this sort of reminded me of it. There is sort of a, a retro element to it as well, kind of like a Depeche Mode thing or New Order. Uh, but yeah, I 
I don't know where this came from. I, I haven't heard of this before, and I'm really glad that I did because I, I just loved it. And I I want to listen to more of FKA Climate, and I want to see them perform live if that is going to happen. And I don't know. I just can't really say that much more about it. What do you think, Dan? Yeah, I thought this was amazing. It's interesting that you said that Travis's voice is the star of the show because that's literally the first thing that I wrote. <laughs> Travis's voice is the star of the show here 100%. Nice. That's not to say that the music was also incredible. Um, but yeah, a lot of range, a lot of harmonies in that voice. It starts off very soulful. The, I mean, the, the first two songs, I don't think it would, it, it wouldn't be too out of the ballpark to be on like a Ben Folds five album or something. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like it really, really had that sort of feel to it. But then uh, the third track it's called the first two tracks are called off and on and off. But then personal effect is all of a sudden just very punk rock mm -hmm. and yeah. some great leads on the guitar. It has that um, sort of melodic punk thing that was also is also mixed with like the really sort of, um, I guess, angsty, you know, like sort mm -hmm. of emotive hardcore, I guess. So, you know, we're talking stuff like, um, I don't know, like early emo or something, you know, mm -hmm. uh, kind of, it reminds me of that, but I mean, it also, yeah, it sounds really big for like being like, a the way it was recorded that, that really blows my mind. It just goes to show mm -hmm. what can be done nowadays, you know? Yeah. As far as his voice goes to the one singer that it really reminded me of, and you mentioned the sort of how it sort of goes between this almost like a baritone, mm -hmm. but then it also has a high register as well. And just super wonderful harmonies. Like it's just unbelievable. Really reminds me of Greg Graffin from bad religion. Hmm. Yeah. The songs are really good. I think that this is um, a very honest and a very sincere um, and just, at times, yeah, it's it's very uplifting and vulnerable, and I think it's mm -hmm. just a testament to the fact that if if you're making if you're wanting to make music, just go for it. You know what I mean? Sort of. Yeah. That's sort of the feeling I get from this. You know, all five songs are super, and once again, I just have no favorite. Like every single one of them, the last two, Chaos mm -hmm. Style and No Autobiography, just absolutely fantastic um as far as the stuff that this reminded me of um bad religion like straight up like i honestly could see like craig graffin doing like a solo record like this huh. uh the band yeah. boy sets fire mm -hmm. um propagandi strung out this really reminded me of like the melodic harmonizing side of punk mm -hmm. that had really good singers so like a lot of stuff that was on like fat records and epitaph in the nineties is really with the loved ones, even like an element of like the Broadways, but yes, there is also an element of like bedroom. I don't even want to say bedroom. Like, yeah. Like all, I guess like indie pop, like you were saying. Mm -hmm. um, so like, I don't think that this, some of the stuff on here, I think like if you're a fan of like, yeah, perfume, perfume genius, uh, mountain goats. Um, I think the weaker thins. Um, I think even like, I, I don't know, something like the band sweeping promises that we listened to like a while mm -hmm. back, you know, yeah. or, you know, just stuff like that. Sufjan Stevens. Like, I don't think that like, you know, it's, it's punk, but it's not at the same time. You know what I mean? Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, but his voice you know, really reminds me of like, especially when he gets into the higher registers and starts to sound like, as you put it, like more operatic. It really reminds me of that melodic punk that was really big in the nineties, like the melodic skate punk, you know? Wow. Cool. Stuff like that. So yeah. Yeah. Nice. Really, really good stuff. <laughs> so if you're into modern indie pop or nineties skate punk, 
Yeah. You're going to love this. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's seriously like, it, it sounds weird, but that's seriously what I, uh, yeah, no, I get it. I can see it for sure. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And then I was, I was blown away, but, um, let's find out what Mr. Whispers thinks. <clears throat> oh, Hey, Mr. Whispers. Uh, what did you think of, uh, FKA climate from Bettendorf? <laughs> <clears throat> Hello, Mr. Whispers. That's it. I'm shutting you down. <laughs> ah! All right. Well, I thought maybe, you know, during our reviews, I thought maybe like I was, you know, I was repairing him while we were doing our reviews. Mm -hmm. So um, I thought maybe I got the bugs worked out, but apparently not. We'll just have to wait till next time. Sorry, guys, for all the disinformation on this show, which for the first time was not because of me. Mm -hmm. yeah can't blame yeah. me now you gotta blame the robot yeah it was it wasn't dan it was dan doing a robot voice yeah yeah exactly that's all it was <laughs> you know you what can say anything in a robot's voice no one can hold that against you so yeah. what did we learn today eric i have no idea that's kind of what i thought too all right uh, probably not, show. not not anything yeah <laughs> Go ahead and message us on Twitter or not Twitter. We we're not on Twitter. What the hell? Hey, do you want us to be on Twitter? Yeah, do you want us to be on it. Twitter? Yeah. I don't have Twitter, but I'll start it. I'll start it for you guys. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. I don't even know what people do on Twitter. What would I post? Hey, uh, this week we're going to talk about music. <laughs> well, maybe Mister Whisper should have his own Twitter. Wow. Yeah, what go for it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, that that's what you could post. You could post disinformation, Eric. I think there's enough of that on social media. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to add to that cesspool, huh? No. No, thank you. All right. Well, um, yeah, hit us up if you want <laughs> us to um, review your band uh, or if you want us to talk about another an artist or if you just how you know just want to say hi hey, uh we're on both instagram and facebook yeah, um, we'll be on facebook soon enough well yeah oh god i need to quit saying that don't i <laughs> yeah we'll be on facebook sometime in the future in the meantime yeah. um yeah just check us out on instagram or you can also email us at accelerative.thrust at gmail.com you know mm -hmm. yeah that's the, that's the email that's the one yeah yeah. Or you can just yeah. call us at 319. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. 319 563, whatever. Oh, let's quit. All right. I mean, just for now. Just for today. <laughs> yeah, just for today. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, all right. You guys. Okay. Uh, bye. <laughs> bye. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, uh,. <laughs>